the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Oh, I am so tickled to have Karen Whiting here. We met at NRB, National Religious Broadcasting, just a few weeks ago. And today we are going to share about the Lord, share about all that God has done in her life. So welcome to the show, Karen. Thanks for having me on, Jennifer. It's such a privilege. And I was reading your bio about 32 books that you've authored. Is that right? Yes, it is. (laughs) That's pretty incredible. You've been busy. I have been, and I never planned to be a writer. (laughs) (laughs) You're a mathematician. That's right. <laughs> I was a computer systems analyst in math modeling even. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They usually say you either like English and history or you like science and math, right? So you are an anomaly, and this is really quite fabulous. I got your book in the mail, and I've, I've enjoyed it, a book for mothers, and it was really a fabulous uh, devotional. But why don't you tell us, tell us about your life and, and how God is moving in your life and all the, the good things he's done. Sure. I grew up in a little town in Connecticut. My family founded that area of Connecticut in the 1630s. Mm. A lot of family members were dairy farmers. I thought I'd always lived there. And then when I went to college, I met someone in the Coast Guard, and wow, he whisked me off to all parts of Mm. the country, including Hawaii. And that changed a lot of things in my life. We had five children, and then as the youngest started preschool and the oldest started high school, I felt God nudging me to write. And I thought, why me? <laughs> <laughs> Five kids. That's great. Mm. Yeah, people have been saying I should write about all the things I did with my children. And I looked around and thought, you know, there's a lot of dysfunctional families. I'd really love to help them see the model of what a functional family like mm. and help them have great families. That's so needed, isn't it? It's just critical right now. It is, and people who try sometimes give up too quickly because they think, oh, I failed. But you know what? As moms, don't we have a failure almost every week? Yes. <laughs> Maybe every day. Maybe every day. That's right. Mm. And yet we have those joys also every day with the smiles of our children and the hugs. And so we have to understand the balance and understand this is normal. I mean, you know, I can remember I was crushed when I left one son behind at home because he snuck out of the car after I had everybody in and strapped in and everything. <laughs> oh, and yeah. God reminded me that Mary lost him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. When he was 12. Oh, that's great. So I thought, okay, failure is not the end of everything. <laughs> mm. What do you feel are some of the real key components for a solid family? What are some of the things that you wanted to pass along? One is to eat meals together, you know, at least the dinner meals. But if people have crazy schedules, it might be a big breakfast instead of a big dinner. Mm. There's people on swing shifts and everything. And that's the time that we come together. We can rejoice in everyone's good moments of the day and sympathize, empathize with the problems that they faced. And it's when we share and really bond as a family 
So I think that's so important. And then to weave our spiritual faith into our daily life. You know, if somebody gets hurt, that's the time to pray right there. You don't yes. have to wait till bedtime or the next morning or something else. And to have family devotions. My children tell me the earliest memory of our family devotions is we didn't just sit down to do them. We did active-oriented devotions where we did an activity and then brought in the Bible and well, we had uh, a lot that we did with them. Oh, you know, it seems like devotions have become a thing of the past, and it's uh, it was such an important part of family life, and we need to reignite the passion for devotions and, and just the commitment. You know, we've committed to so many other things, but the family devotion is really important. Yes, and I'm, I'm glad that my family devotions for busy families, 52 weekly devotions for busy families, have gone into like a third printing already, and I've done a series of three of those because I made them easy and doable for families. They're weekly and not daily, because sometimes families say, I just can't sit down every day, but if I could do something a couple of times during the week, we'll get through it. And I think we have to respond to the needs of moms today and families. Yeah, weekly is a fabulous idea. What Do you, do you remember a few of those? What are some things they could do uh, if they're busy or, you know, to have those devotions? Well, the newest of the three series is 52 Weekly Devotions for Family Prayer. So every week has a different way to pray. And one week it may be with a ball where you throw the ball up and say, look, we just threw the ball up. That makes us look up, and that reminds us to praise God who's up above us. And you roll the mm-hmm. ball and say, you know what? God rolls right along beside us every time we do anything. And that's just part of a devotion that helps them not have to sit still because if you look at the book traditions, when they have the Feast of Tabernacles, they don't just sit still. They go out and build booths with their children. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's part of worship that we should use our senses and everything. So that happens when you, uh, with what I write and you, what I want to give as tools for families because I do want them to. And I also do experiments every week. So if children are asking, you know, why doesn't God answer my prayer right away? You can do a couple of things with them. You can say, all right. We want everything right away. So here's all the ingredients for cookies. Just eat that. We don't have time to mix it and bake it, do we? <laughs> <laughs> they just laugh at me, you know, over their moms and say, yes, we do. We want them as cookies. And then they say, well, God, sometimes knows things aren't ready for you right now. And you have to wait until everything and all the ingredients you need to put together in your life are ready for him to give you the answer to certain prayers. Yeah. So, you know, I, I try to do this really practical, hands-on, but fun things with children. Oh, it's so important. So you, you've talked about meals together, devotions together, praying together. Are there any other things that families need to really focus upon? I think we, you know, always have to remember to forgive, that every day is a fresh start for us, just like God's mercies are new every day, so should mom's mercies be and family mercies. Mm. And, you know, I use that in one of the devotions in the book. And I think that we need to realize as moms, we may think we have it all set, and tomorrow's a new day that something may happen. One story that I, I, devotion that I wrote is all about how one mom had a teenager, a child getting through elementary school, and thought, I've got it made. And she woke up that very night with her daughter screaming, can't even get out of bed, like jellyfish trying to hold on to her. They have to call the ER. Her daughter had leukemia. Oh. They found that the week before Christmas during the first year of COVID. So 
so all of a sudden she was facing something totally new. And as moms, those types of things can happen and do happen all the time. Yeah, they do. And, and that's when we have to reach out and know we already have built up a support and we can reach out to that support, whether it's family or friends or group, support groups or our church, wherever it is, we need to have that support so that when something comes up, we have someone to lean on as well as leaning on God, someone who will pray with us. Yeah, I think consistency in church and serving in church is also really important for children and just to be there when you're there week after week, you can build the de- the depth and the relationships with the other people that are there. Yeah, so my children started young. We made sandwiches for the homeless, and mm. my youngest one would put stickers on the baggies that we put Aww. the sandwiches in with hearts and a little stickers that might say, Jesus loves you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they can it, learn yeah, from a young age to serve. Yes. I think that's so important to do, and that's where, you know, when we share as moms, we can share those opportunities and share how we weave in our faith and everything, and that's part of what I wanted to present with these stories through devotions that connect into our spiritual side, but also connect into us as families and everything that happens with us as moms. Do you you have grandchildren, Karen? I do. I have like 15 almost. <laughs> One is coming 15. in a day now. <laughs> oh, wow. What are some, I'm a brand new grandma. I have just one and he's a little baby, but what are some tips for the grandmas out there? Well, to certainly know that mom needs her own space, but if she has something she's doing on discipline or anything, we need to support her and go along with it, even if it might not be the way we would have done it. We have to let them Mm -hmm. learn their own way. If they come to us for advice, that's fine, but I don't think we should be just doling out advice they may not want. How often do they come for advice? (laughs) Not very. This granddaughter who's going to have a baby soon texts to me every few weeks about how the baby's moving and everything else and what she should do. She calls her mom to ask, Mm. I've got to cook something new. How do I do this? That's great. Yeah. Oh, it's I love totally it. Different, but it's amazing how they will. I have one that's a daughter-in-law that probably doesn't come to me that often, but when it's something she thinks I've been through, she comes to me then. And she wants to know how I faced it. And I don't go beyond what she asked me for because I don't want to upset the apple cart there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that we have to respect that they're learning too. Yeah. Give them the book moms and let them read that, and that may be a good talking point where they'll come to more because... You can share something similar to the stories that you're reading. Well, Karen, we're running tight on time here, but can you tell us how can they learn more about you? Go to my website, KarenWhiting.com, Whiting just like the fish is spelled, and Karen with a K. And from there, you can connect to the social media that I'm on. And I'm particularly on Facebook. If they want to connect with me there, I'm always happy to respond when they post things. And like to do that. So that's a good way to connect. That's awesome. Well, this is Karen Whiting. She has so many resources for families, devotions, prayer times, ways to spend extra time with those kids and grandkids because we're building the foundations in their lives. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Women. What a wonderful day. I hope that you will join us for the next show. 
because we are learning and growing each and every day. You are listening, have been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.